0: Hey, listeners, Jeff Zimfer, welcome back to this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. And oh, hey, maybe it's welcome. First time listener, thank you for tuning in. And uh, I'm excited that you've chosen to tune in on this episode. This could be one of the most important transformational conversations you hear in your entire career as a mortgage professional. And I don't say that lightly. I say that with true conviction. And that's because my conversation today is with Matt Weaver. And you may not know who Matt is, so let me give you the quick bio uh, on Matt, and then you might be compelled to pay special attention to this conversation here. Um, Matt Weaver uh, is based in Florida and is the number one loan officer in the nation for purchase units in 2022, uh, and that number is 1,499 purchase units. He's also the number one loan officer in Florida for the years 2021, 22. Uh, He's the number one loan officer at Cross Country Mortgage. Uh, He has the most wins with real estate agents in a multiple offer situation, uh, data that's uh, procured from MMI. Um, And he is somebody who performs at an exceptionally high level and performs with a high level of excellence at a high level. And that is two different things, actually, because anybody can win once in a while, right? But it's a unique individual who can win all the time. And so I think about that in, in the context of uh, certain professional um, athletes, right, of which we actually mention on this podcast, where you think about that, whether it's the Los Angeles Lakers or whether that's Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, right? Those are examples of individuals who consistently perform at a high level over a prolonged period of time. And that's exactly uh, what Matt Weaver does himself and his incredible team has helped more than 22,000 families achieve their real estate goals And this conversation starts with mindset, which I believe is where we all should start when we're evaluating where we're at in our current situation and where we want to go is it starts with mindset, right? And then we get into further tactical strategies and steps from there of which you're going to hear Matt unpack. So we have, I think, uh, what for me is probably one of the most, um, as I said, Compelling, engaging, thought provoking conversations I've had in six years of doing this podcast. And I'm not saying that lightly because we've had a lot of awesome people on the show. So um, I'm really thrilled to be able to bring this conversation uh, to you. Uh, if you do want to connect with Matt, um, I'm going to say that you know at the end, uh, we do make a brief mention of some of the high end consulting that Matt's doing with very select individuals. And I would say that for most, uh, it, it, it may not be right for you. But if you do think it's right for you, then hey, you're one of those unique individuals. Right, who wants to win and win all the time? And if that's for you, then you can go ahead and check that out. No, you know, no, no expectations there. I think bottom line is this conversation alone will hopefully change some of your thoughts and strategies about where you're at and the direction you might be heading in the mortgage business. So, enough said about that. Without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Matt Weaver, welcome to the show.
1: And thank you so much. For, uh, thank you for the opportunity.
0: It's my pleasure to have you, sir. I know you're an extremely busy person. So why don't we start with this? Let's get this out of the way. Who is Matt Weaver? What do you do? <laughs> uh,
1: well, Matt Weaver is uh, what well, tries to be a productive loan officer uh, that tries to, of course, uh, help the real estate agent community as much as I can and, and provide the highest quality of service to the customers that we serve. Uh, but I'm based out of Boca Raton, Florida. I have a wonderful team of 41 uh, that support my personal production. And uh, been in the industry for 25 years, and had the good fortune of helping just over 24,000 families buy a home. Wow!
0: And you also, congratulations, by the way. That's uh, quite a lengthy career. You also have this unique uh, identity as being, if I'm correct, um, the number one originator for purchase loans in the country.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's something that we have always monitored. Um, we we measure our success on purchase units. -hmm. Um, We don't look at volume, we look at purchase units. Um, You know, anything in the refinance world or in terms of volume, that's volume is really a function of where you live and where you originate at. Okay. Um, Purchase units is, in our opinion, in my opinion, uh, really production based, activity based. As far as refinances go, they come and go. If a client calls us for one, we're happily. Uh, we happily take advantage of that and service them and help them. So purchase units is something that we have been focused on for several years. And through the reporting that we see, um, uh, we did secure the number one position for 2022 for purchase unit transactions. Uh, and so, of course, that is of great honor. And We've also secured uh, both purchase uh, units and volume for the state of Florida and purchase units in the state of Florida for 2020 and 2021.
0: Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Uh, It's more than pretty impressive. You know that. Um, I'm curious, do you know for for nationwide, do you know roughly what that number is in terms of units? Sure. We closed
1: 1,499 uh, transactions, um, which again, we were proud of 2022. And the reason why we were proud of it is because um, we knew going into the year that we could see some uh, interesting headwinds ahead of us um so the goal the mantra with uh, our team structure was number one winning was the only option it was the only option Um, we made it a a decision to not accept external circumstances such as the economy interest rates and whatnot to ever play a role in our business Um, so we started with that point and then our goal was to outpace the decline in originations Um, We did close a hair up in volume for the year of 2022, which was something that we were, of course, very proud of. And it goes, I have to tell you, Jeff, it is a direct dial back to mindset, no question about it. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a perfect transition into that because you said a couple of things in there uh, that are nuggets. I want to let's unpack this now because all right, we covered the, the the incredibly impressive units. Everyone's obviously blown away, impressed by that. But yeah, I know you and I were talking before we hit record. Um, like I live this by this philosophy. You may have heard of this. It's it's be do have, right? Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with that because a lot of I'm people a lot of people operate from the opposite, which is do have be okay okay I agree. right and so you by the mindset you just mentioned and and that winning is the only option let's start with mindset cuz i know you wanted to unpack that cuz when you see somebody who pre- performs at the level that you do like you mentioned you refer to your team as the los angeles lakers
1: the los angeles lakers yes yes I'm, I'm now now as a disclaimer i am a 76ers fan okay <laughs> But you know, the Los Angeles Lakers did win you know, the most titles, and that's what we aspire to do. Um, yeah. You see, it's interesting, Jeff. I look at loan originators um, no different than high-performance athletes. Uh, we just happen to choose the mortgage origination business. Mm-hmm. So um, when you look at whether it be LeBron James or you look at, look at Kevin Durant or whatever player you like, okay, they just took their career to the highest level. I'm looking to take what I do to the highest level and I want to be the LeBron James. I want to be the Kevin Durant in our industry. And I want to continue to win rings.
0: Mm, that's interesting. Now, I'm originally from New England, so we might have to have that Celtics-Lakers battle, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know what's going to happen tonight at 8 o'clock. It's going to go down. That's okay? right. It's
0: going to go down for sure. Um, all right. Now, okay, so that's a, that's a mindset and a philosophy. makes me curious. Have you always throughout your life had that Level of excellence and achievement performance. No, no, mm-hmm.
1: no what I would say is, is that it was a building process and it's a process that I work on every day. Um, I have to tell you, years ago, I would look at these high performers as that's just them, that's not me, right? They, they were maybe given something different or, right. or blessed in some other different way. Um, so I didn't necessarily feel worthy enough to hit that type of goal. Mm. I had confidence, but I didn't have absorbent confidence. And so it was with that, that I started to really work on to understand that they're just normal people. Okay. These superstars, whether it be a superstar in our industry or a superstar on the television screen or whatnot, it took me a long time to just really learn that. And it's really because of the, the lack of exposure that I had as a, as a, as a young child, I had Amazing parents, do not get me wrong, but I just wasn't exposed to a whole lot. I'll give you an example. Um, you know, today, I, I, you know, I have the amazing fortune of being able to take my children to a basketball game, and if my son had the opportunity to high five a player, he touched them. He knows that they're just real people. I didn't have that type of exposure, so I thought that was someone else that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. So over the years, and still to this day. I'm constantly working on confidence levels. I'm constantly working on self-improvement to get better and better every single day.
0: Hmm. There was a, no, it's a funny, what you just said, a, a lot of people can relate to you. I know I can as well. You know, some people would call that imposter syndrome, perhaps, okay. where you look at somebody else and they're achieving at a certain level and you think like, oh, they're special or that's not for me. Um, so it's a process that you've gone through. What, was there some moment that shifted for you in the past where you began to realize, hey, these are just humans. They're just doing you know, things extraordinarily well?
1: Yes. Yes. Actually, it, it directly tie, ties back to going to a real estate function, real estate event that I was invited to by a dear friend, uh, Mary Selle Katia. She was with Douglas Elliman, and I believe still is at this, to this day. And they, they would always have these great elaborate events in the New Jersey area. Um, and, I, and I went one year, this is going back about nine years ago, and the guest speaker, okay, the keynote speaker was Donnie Deutsch. Now, mm-hmm. Donnie Deutsch, of course, for those that don't know him, um, an incredible marketeer. I mean, he owned uh, an incredible ad agency and so on, I think sold it for a great sum of money and well-deserved. But he also had a show called The Big Idea on mm-hmm. CNBC, and he would interview world leaders he would interview some of the most influential people mm-hmm. so when donnie Deutsch came up to do um his keynote speech he's dressed in just a regular button-down shirt untucked jeans kind of comes up with the new york attitude and he says okay i'm going to go over the top 20 points of uber originators uh, i'm sorry uber people mm-hmm. I, I say originators so i'm thinking about originators <laughs> but and i'm going to go over these top 10 qualities yeah. of these uber successful people. And he goes to the first point. And he said, the first point is, is that I've been around world leaders. I've been around some of the most successful people in the world. And what I noticed is number one, they all have what's called a naive sense of entitlement. We're all looking at them like a naive sense of entitlement. What's that? And he said, what that simply means is they say to themselves, why not me? Why not me? So they all feel naive to the fact that it should be me. And then he goes to the second point and he says, the second point is, is that I never met a genius. So in other words, of all these great people I've been around, none of them are geniuses. Now, Howard Lorber was the owner at the time, maybe still is And Dottie Herman. They're sitting up front and he actually points them out. And he says, can you please, Could you two please stand up now? Howard Lorber and Dottie Herman, highly successful people um, has them stand up. And he says, Howard, do you think you're really a smart guy? He's like, not really. I just wanted to own a real estate company. And he says to all the agents in the room, you see who you work for? You see, I mean, he's a great guy, but he's nothing more different than you and I. Mm. And then he completed the rest of the 20 points. But it was at that moment that I said to myself, wait a minute here. Okay. Um, It just kind of clicked that why not me? And we left with the statement of why not me? And I made a wristband of it and I wore it really for years. Why not me? And it was really the start of, of really feeling that everyone is normal, okay? It's just a function of your activities, your mindset, your exposure, and what you do with the exposure that you have.
0: Mm. Wow, that's good, man. I wrote that down. Why not me? Um, great story. Thank you. And I think that's a <laughs> question that more of us should be asking
1: ourselves. Why not you, right? Why not? If There's over Here, watch. For everyone who's listening, Yeah. if I did it, and um if i'm doing it you can do it in terms of origination no question about it
0: yeah no i love the uh i mean i don't know you that well but i'll i'll dare i'll use the word humbleness if you will to a certain degree or the transparency um because if there's anything that i've learned now 6 years doing this podcast 280 plus episodes um whenever in most cases when i interview somebody who's achieving at a high level like you is there seems to be this, this just, you don't see, there's not a lot of, I mean, there is definitely is confidence, but it, but it doesn't, br- br- you know, spill into, you know, I'm somebody special and you're not, you know, right. <laughs> I mean, you have you to know, be confident to do what you're doing at the level you are. But I think the point we're taking is you've built that confidence over time through a succession of repeated actions and which fed your mind, like the whole, the book Atomic Habits. I'm not sure if you've read that, okay. but.
1: Right. Exactly. No, I have. Yes. And and, and by the way, it's a daily, Mm -hmm. daily reminder and daily thing that we're working on daily. Right. I mean, I do it every single day. In fact, um, I have a Blinkist account. I'm sure you're familiar with Blinkist. Mm -hmm. Um, They condense books into cliff notes. So you can read a book in about 15 to 20 minutes. It's not necessarily to replace a book, but it's really to get through some material pretty quickly. And there's a, there's a challenge, 10 days on how to build your confidence. I'm doing it right now. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, you're never done working on yourself, right? Well, 100%. That's a huge part. Self-development is, is really a critical part in the recipe, of course, of being, I think, a high-level originator.
0: Yeah. Somebody uh, years ago used this uh, statement. They said, you know, th- th- it's basically you've got a battle going on every day between the lesser self and the heroic self. Yeah, there you go. And, and, and it's about who's going to win that day. Some days it's the lesser self, but let's hope more often it's the heroic self winning. Right. Yeah, I like that. Well, this is a good setup to the conversation about right. Anybody who's listening right now, I'm sure in this market, they're probably various stages of their mental thought. They're either struggling or they're scratching their head, going, "What's going on?" Or how do I, how do I navigate the current market? You said something earlier. Is you made a conscious decision? Well, two things. One, winning is only option. First of all, that's a killer mindset right there. You know, it's, it's kind of like the old thing. I'm not buying into the recession. You know that whole thing. But you also said something else, as you said, outpace the decline. Yes. So you had to do specific things, I'm sure, if we now transition into a little bit more tactics. You had to do some things tactically, perhaps, right? To, to backfill or outpace that decline. Am I right?
1: Well, yes. I mean, 50% to 60% of it is the mindset. Um, if you think about it, most originators, um, some, from some of the articles that I read, Um, They're sitting here saying, well, I'm satisfied if my originations go back to 2018 and 2019. See right there, they already pulled out of the race. Mm -hmm. That's a mindset issue. Okay, Now watch, if that's success to them, great. God bless them. Mm -hmm. However, um, if you're looking to succeed at a higher level, then we have to understand that 2020, 2021 were not anomaly years. They weren't anomaly years for this guy right here. You see, I need to grow off of that. That's the new benchmark for me. And that's a conscious decision. So if the market in terms of real estate transactions is down 25 to 30% in my immediate area, and I want to grow 20%, then that means I have to increase my activities by about 50%. And so we're constantly increasing the activities. I, I also hear that, You know, some originators are saying, well, even if I pre-approve people and they can't find a home, or if they do find a home, there's multiple offers. But what value are you adding to win in a multiple offer? And you see, if you look at a structure in terms of a a real estate offer, the loan originator on a finance offer plays a huge role in winning in a multiple offer. So it's those little opportunities that we're constantly working on with our real estate partners, because our real estate partners, of course, is our customer. And see, that's a really important thing that I want to touch on, Jeff. Um, If you said to me, single-handedly, what is your biggest competitive advantage that you have? I would say to you, singleness of purpose is my advantage. And what I mean by singleness of purpose is we have one direct customer that we focus on, and that is our real estate partner, regardless of interest rate conditions. So as an example, in 2020, when rates were at two and two and a half percent and everyone out there could refinance, um, our customer didn't change. Mm. In 2021, our customer didn't change. If rates go to 6%, our customer is still the agent. Watch, if rates go down to 2% tomorrow, our customer is still the agent. So my advantage that I have is I know who my customer is. So once we understand who our customer is, then we can understand the pain that they have, because everyone has pain in their process. And we can understand and learn and think about how we can, of course, deliver the solution to their pain. And so it's with that, that all I think about is how to be of better value to the real estate agent out there, right? To the real estate agent community. And if you think about that advantage, it's a, it's, a, it's an incredible advantage because you got to feel bad in the sense that you're speaking to someone on a refinance on how they can take out cash to maybe you know, put a new roof on their home. How can you possibly at the same time hop on another call and talk to a listing agent to ensure them that they should be selecting that offer over competing because of your financing structure? Yeah, Two different animals, you see?
0: Right. So do you want to unpack that a little bit in terms of how you do that?
1: Well, yeah, well, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I know who my customer is. So that's who I'm focused on. So then someone would say, well, Matt, you must have lost out on a lot of refinances. And you know what? You're right. You can't be everything to everyone. Not possible. I'd mentioned earlier as we started that we measure purchase units. Okay. It's just what I have an affinity to. Um, I have an affinity to working with real estate agents. It's not a punchline. You're going to find this interesting. When I was 11 or 12 years old. Okay. Now, I had, again, beautiful parents, wonderful parents. They were billionaires with love and emotion, okay? Um, as far as finance goes, they were just getting by. So we grew up in a very modest home, maybe a 1,000 square feet, stick frame house. Um, we loved it. We didn't know any better. But I would always see these open house signs when I was 11 and 12 years old, these big, beautiful homes. And I would try to convince my mom if we could just go to an open house, maybe we could buy a new home. And she was always so masterful of, bobbing and weaving out of the question. I just didn't know it was money related. I just figured we just weren't going to move. But I would collect real estate agents postcards at the time. I'd see them on billboards. I thought they were superstars. It goes back to the lack of exposure. These are the people uh-huh. who I'm thinking superstars, which in our opinion today, they're superstars to us now. Yeah. So I always had an affinity to real estate agents. And so I'm saying that because I genuinely love working with them. I love winning with them. Mm-hmm. If I didn't, okay, I wouldn't work with them. If I had an affinity to, let's say, um, let's say I went through a divorce, God forbid, mm-hmm. and I could understand the emotion that it takes out of someone. And I had an affinity to that. And I wanted to help people. And I wanted to be the best person in terms of refinancing those that are going through a divorce. then I would be the best at that. That would be my customer. Perhaps the divorce attorney would be my singleness of purpose. Okay. So I, uh, if I wanted, if I had joy in refinances, which to be very direct with you, if you said all of your production can remain the same, but it has to be refinances, I have to tell you, I think I would retire today. Mm. Okay. I don't have any joy in it. It's not a whole lot of passion. Mm. So what I say it's first and foremost is originators should really think about the segment of the business that they genuinely love, regardless of market conditions, because there's always a market. Yeah, regardless of rate conditions, and run at that with full speed. It's my opinion.
0: Hmm. That is a lot of wisdom there. The affinity of agents, if, of course, as you know, and I love the point that you're making, so I'll state the obvious, which is that there's a certain percentage of originators in our industry who feel the opposite about agents, and, and yeah. it's necessary evil.
1: Well, see, so, so that's just it. So that, that, let me give you an analogy there. Yeah. That would be like, okay, so my my son, Alexander, is an avid basketball player. He's 12 years old. He he, he plays travel and so on. And my daughter uh, loves cheer and she's getting more and more competitive with cheer. So let's use Alex as an example. Mm-hmm. So the analogy there would be, I go to my son, Alexander, and I said to him, you know, why don't you ever try and pick up a tennis rack? Because I happen to also love tennis. I think it's a great life sport and he doesn't have any interest in it. Now, I'm not going to waste my time forcing him to go learn tennis because genuinely it's not in his heart of heart. And six months or a year from now, he's not going to go and practice on his own. Mm. Same with originators in today's market. I know what you're being told. You're being told rates are up, refinance market's drying out. You got to go work with real estate. If that's not what you find passion in, you're cheating yourself. You're not going to go and practice it on your own. Mm. You're not going to pick up the racket And you're not going to be able to compete to someone who genuinely loves the tennis sport. Okay. So for me, I genuinely love the real estate agent. So if we go into the second part of why that is um, critical to my success, we go into thinking time. You'll get a kick out of this, Jeff. Um, It's going to sound rather obvious, but I don't know if a whole lot of people really do it. Uh, I spend every morning for about 30 minutes to think. That's it just to think
0: quiet time alone,
1: quiet time alone, but thinking. Mm -hmm. And so someone says to me, so what do you think about? Well, I'll write down, um, what can I do better to be of higher quality to the agents that I serve? Mm. And I'll write down 10 or 15 thoughts and maybe over a week or two, I'll have a hundred thoughts and maybe we use two or three of those. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I'm constantly thinking every day about my customer.
0: Okay? Okay. It's interesting. Where do you rank the actual borrower in the hierarchy?
1: Well, I mean, look, the borrower is extremely, um, we call them here clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I mentioned that to originators out there, and I know that was a technical term, but to originators out there, um, they should be called clients or home buyer. Um, no one wants to be, and I'm not trying to correct you, Jeff, but no, no one wants to be noted as a borrower, yeah, yeah. right? And we, we've made that a decision internally. And I just want to share that as a point of value to, right. uh, to right. of course, the loan originators, just like how you know, I would never call a real estate agent and said, you know, we haven't done a deal in a long time. <laughs> deal. <laughs> right. What does that even mean? Is that even English? Okay. <laughs> um, we haven't done a transaction together. We haven't helped another family together. Um, how about that? Because interestingly enough, and not to digress, but in my studies um, with agents changing loan officers, I do a lot of market research and I always try to find out how they think. Hmm. And more so than not, the top three reasons, within the top three reasons of why an agent leaves another loan officer, are you ready for it? Based on my case studies, mm-hmm. okay? Bedside manner. Really? Okay they're not your bro. They're not, let's go get a beer. They're not, let's go do a deal. They want the ultimate professional. Hmm. And if we can err on the side of ultimate professionalism, we'll never lose. Okay. Yeah. Someone will talk bro and deal, but that's okay. We want to win more than we lose. And that's really the name of the game.
0: Okay. That's interesting. Very interesting. Um, Man, oh man, there's so much we could cover here. Okay. So we talked about mindset. We talked about your number one customer is the real estate agent, and you spent a lot of time thinking about how to optimize the experience the, your number one customer has with you. Right. And so your business then, I must say it out loud without making assumptions for everybody. I usually ask on the podcast, like, what is your number one source of business? I think I know your answer. It's <laughs> real estate agents, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. The real estate agents, and and you did, and forgive me, you did ask uh, where is the uh, client on the hierarchy? Yeah. The client, of course, is super important for us. Um, they are, of course, the client of the agent. They're the client of the agent, who inherently becomes the client of ours. For their needs. Right. Mm-hmm. The client. Well, the client. Okay. Uh, being the home buyer mm-hmm. is the client of the agent, and the agent is our customer. Right. So. That thought process there is we're always asking ourselves if there is ever any type of issue with a home buyer, if there's ever any type of, I don't know, rate scenario or whatnot, are we doing what is best for our number one customer, which is the agent, mm. not for our profitability? You see, because remember, the mindset is the agent is our customer. So we're, I'll give you an example there's a great state program. That is used here in the state of Florida. Now, typically, state programs are, you know what, they got more red tape and more nonsense wrapped around them. I think we can agree, right. okay? But this particular program actually is uh, super beneficial for a lot of great homebuyers out there, and so the the, the catch twenty two to that is the compensation is much less. For us, it's not even factored into the equation because. The way we're looking at that is, it's another tool for our customer to sell another home. So we are screaming that product from the mountaintops, so home buyers can get an understanding of it, turn around and buy another home through the agent. That, of course, is, you, is that we have the good fortune of having a relationship with. So it's better for our customer. The profitability isn't in the equation. It's always what's best for the customer. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay.
0: Um, I know you do a lot of activities with real estate agents, such as events, right? I'm looking at your website here, and you seem to always have an event going on. Can you, can you unpack a little bit about your strategy there and how that plays into you serving your customer?
1: Absolutely. Uh, so in terms of events, uh, we don't do any type of happy hours or anything like that. Um, for those that do that, uh, that's great. It's not our brand standard, okay? We're always and always going to be about productivity, We're going to be about how we can help their business, how we can grow together, um, how we can share information that can help their business, and so on. So uh, as far as, let's say, um, something more on the casual scene, uh, we don't really participate in a whole lot of that. Do not get me wrong. We have an annual appreciation uh, event to thank our great clients. But more so than not, it's all learning-based, training-based type luncheons. Seminars and events. I might have some great guest speakers come in. Some people of influence. Okay, some people that um, have done something or in their industry. Um, I've had my good friend uh, and coach and mentor, Mike Ferry, at several of my events, uh, and so he is a person of value that can, of course, give value to um, the agent community. So it's always coming to the table with that. I I had last year. I had Tim Grover. Um, come to an event talking about, talk about mindset. I mean, yeah. This guy's intense. Right. Okay. Tim is intense. Okay. Cool, but yeah. but he, he was, you know, he was, uh, of course, with the most competitive athletes out there, right? So he's going to be an intense guy. Um, but that that was one of our events. It was called Winning, uh, you know, and it tied in very nicely to Tim's book that was that was launched Winning. Have you read Winning, Jeff?
0: Uh, audiobook, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So I, I would have to say to the great audience that's listening, um, Winning from Tim Grover is, is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It's a masterpiece in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, his first book, Relentless right. is, is an incredible book too. So I would, I would highly um, recommend those two books for those who have not read it. Okay. Yes. Um, so our, our events are always about relevant information and how they can use my process to get them more sales okay? How they can use our offerings to get them more sales. And that's what we do. And that's what we teach on.
0: When you say your process or offering, can you be a little bit more specific?
1: Well, sure. Okay. So uh, my number one value proposition to the agent community is my pre-approval process. Right. So the pre-approval process, uh, again, being our number one value proposition, it's a seven day a week, 8am to 9pm process. It operates 364 days a year. The only day it's closed is Christmas day. And so it's that's our number one value proposition to our customer. And so if we think about that for a moment, right, that's a lot of accessibility. Um, it's also a lot of accountability because we pre-underwrite everyone up front, typically four to six hours from document receipt, whether it's on Sunday, whether it's on Saturday, whether it's on Memorial Day weekend. So what our agents have grown to like and love is our level of consistency. Mm-hmm. Consistency is incredibly important um, to the customer that you're looking to serve. Uh, one of my favorite restaurants, Jeff, um, is Houston's. Mm-hmm. It's a Hillstone, um, one of the Hillstone uh, restaurants under the Hillstone brand, I should say. And I, I think if anyone who has gone to Houston's or understands it, um, or been there and eaten there, um, what happens there is, is that Houston's, okay, has great food. I don't know if we would call it extraordinary food. But what is extraordinary is their level of service and their consistency. They're a very consistent brand. Um, so I've been going there since I was 13. And I always wanted to emulate that level of consistency that Houston's has. So we have a scripted process from beginning to end, from high I'd like to get pre-approved all the way through to funding and all the micro steps that we call them in between, most loan originators don't have a scripted process; they wing it. Okay, and and that's something that should really be considered, um, and should they should consider looking at that differently because every business has a scripted process. You know, you, you board a plane. The flight attendant comes out and talks about the exit rows. I mean, it is a scripted process from beginning to end. Okay. You go to a restaurant. Um, The waiter or waitress doesn't walk up and just say, hey, uh, you know, uh, what are you thinking today? Tell me about your family. They don't do it. So my process, when you're calling to get pre-approved, we follow a script. Mm -hmm. But it's not. Sometimes the word script is like uh, comes out negative. It's not. It's meant to be impactful. It's meant to be efficient for the customer. It's meant to um, give them anticipatory needs up front so we can um, hit their needs up front and to walk them through a very efficient process from beginning to end. So think about it from this perspective. Homebuyer calls up a loan officer. Hi, I'd like to get pre-approved. Now, if a loan officer can't articulate that in about 30 to 35 seconds, maybe 45 seconds as to what their process is, what are they doing? Mm. Are they just winging it? Is it Mm -hmm. different each time? Because then you don't know what works and what doesn't work. Okay. Right. Um, So now we're always adding and tweaking to our process. That's the fun part. Those are the little micro steps and the filters that we call and that we put in place. Okay. Um, But so what I would say to a loan originator, whether you're closing two transactions a month, five, 10, 15, you want to get to 75 or whatnot. What I would say is take out a whiteboard and whiteboard out your process from beginning to end. From the customer calling up and saying, hi, I'd like to get pre-approved, all the way through to funding. What does that look like to you? And you can start with that base right there. And then you can fine-tune it over the years and change it over the years and remove and add to. I'll give you an example of what we added back in 2013. Um, We were pre-approving a customer. Okay, It was a past client of mine. And she called me to get pre-approved. I think she was in the $400,000 price point back in 2013. And the most we could pre-approve her for was about $350,000. So maybe a month or two later, I get a text message on late Sunday night, and it's the client. And she wrote, hey, man, I want to thank you for all that you've done, but I did want to let you know I just closed on my new home for $450,000. Wow! Not what you want to hear on a Sunday evening with your <laughs> wife watching something on the couch, you know. Um, so a little painful. So I, I did write to her. So it was a 1030 night. I said, may I call you in the morning? Okay. Um, I didn't sleep well that night, Jeff. Okay, you can imagine. Okay. Um, so the next morning I gave her a call. I said, thank you and congratulations for that. Um, may I ask how you purchased the home for 450000 She said, the loan originator looked at my credit report saw that i had a car and asked me if my fiance would be willing to refinance the car out of my name mm. okay very slick mm. two hours later i called my team in and we birthed a concept called loan committee loan committee to this day meets twice a day and anytime my pre-underwriter who handles my pre-approvals meaning their review if they cannot find a disposition they cannot find that loan to get approved they have to present it to loan committee, which is the jury. The jury consists of four people and we go through it with a fine tooth comb. There's about 120, 150 years worth of mortgage experience on that call to ensure that at a bare minimum, the client gets counter offered with some type of solution. Hmm. So that's what I mean by adding filters to your process over the years on things that backfire.
0: Right. Wow. That's pretty cool. And what's what's great about that is you took that You know, potential perceived negative, and you've now turned it into a positive to never lose a game, right?
1: (laughs) Nope. I'm not going to get that text at 1030 at night. Okay. I didn't like that feeling.
0: That's awesome. Um, All right. Real quick. I'm also still looking at your website with the events and stuff. Um, It says here, book Matt for a private team training. Can you tell me what what is that all about?
1: Sure. So we always uh, make, I always make myself available to the agent community, to broker owners, to managers. If they ever want me to call or ever want me to come in physically to um, speak to the staff, I have an array of topics I can talk about. All market, you know, all relevant, um, up-to-date current information. Um, how to compete and win into multiple offers, one of them. How to generate more buyers in today's market. How to sell inventory, let's say, that's not moving in today's market. So there's a lot of different um, avenues that I go on and talk about. I, I, I handle a lot of um, content creation and do a lot of content creation um which then transcends to my presentations and that that comes during my thinking time every day yeah. which then of course my thinking time is thinking about my customer see how it right. all ties in yeah and 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 that's where i mean by it's a, it's very it's very hard to go down to boots on the ground we and that's why i always like to start you know 30,000 feet in the air because it all connects to understanding who the customer is which in turn you know what their sales process is you know what pain they have and then you can talk about it in terms of how you can help them, mm. and and that and, and that's what we do. So um, agents can agents and their broker owners and managers can book me. They can come to, um, of course, one of our luncheons that we have. I just had one today, which was, uh, of course, a, a lot of fun. Watch it was winning with investors. How to work with real estate investors? Okay, all the different angles that is associated with investors. Okay, mm. so. We're always rotating our content and changing it up, but it's always relevant to our market and how they can convert that to another home sale.
0: Would you say that these events um, are a successful component to those resulting in referrals from real estate agents?
1: Well, it's one of my ingredients uh, that I would say that's in the soup. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, As an example, I do my status calls every day. So I reach out to um, everyone who is in my process flow in terms of originated to closing, uh, mm-hmm. giving them statuses daily, and I don't compromise on my status calls. Th- those are what we would call Jeff our chess passes. Okay, mm-hmm. um, we never want to lose the fundamentals. The-, the greatest athletes in the world are typically great because they're so great at fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not we don't want to get too or more, more out of the fundamentals. That's where we can lose. In order, the highest level, is we have to um, always maintain our basic fundamentals. So, as an example, status calls Um, when a loan gets originated, making a phone call, congratulating everyone and thanking the agents. When a loan gets a loan approval, loan commitment in, I'm calling the agents, telling them that it just got in, even though they're getting an automated email saying they they just came in, making a phone call. Okay, so I. I designate you know I'm heavily scheduled so I designate a period of time every morning to make sure that I'm doing that. So fundamentals mixed with some creativity mixed with going on the road and 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 trying to educate agents to, to our process all of that is uh, all of those are little ingredients in our soup. Hmm.
0: Fantastic. All right, keeping an eye on the clock here being respectful for your time. You mentioned at the start of our call you have a team of roughly how many was it? 40
1: 40, I have 41 members, yeah. um, all of which are essentially operations, okay? Um, I don't have five or 10 loan officers writing business under my name. Um, I don't have what's called a super team. I don't have it. I have superhumans, <laughs> but I don't have a super team. Um, so so this, these originations are, are, are what it is that I do, okay? Um, and I know, and, and, and someone asked me the other day, um, why are you so guarded about that? I said, honestly, I don't talk about it too much because I, I don't want to make a loan officer feel bad. Okay. And, and, and I say that respectfully because it's probably a lot easier to say, oh, he must have 20 loan originators running loans under his name. Yeah. It's not the truth. Okay. Um, you could call the owner of the company right now and, and he'll tell you. Um, so so this, it, these are my activities. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to be an originator. I still love the origination seat. And I wanted to build an operational infrastructure under me to support my production so I can control my own operations in a sense. Mm. And, and for someone who wants to be heavily in the purchase side of the business, you need to build, in my opinion, you should consider building an operational infrastructure alongside of you to support your production. Right. Now, whatever company you're with, they're going to try and support you. Now your production has to grow in order to do that. So in the first few years of that, I'm, multitasking at, at a high level, of course, until I can continue to add the pieces. So for years, you know, I put myself on the back seat in terms of monetary gain, mm-hmm. all in an effort to put all the right pieces in place to allow me to build this operational hub that I have today. Right. Um, so it's critically yeah. important.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean you're building your own business, obviously, you know, um, and process and procedure is critical, I assume. Knowing, kind of getting a sense of who you are, you have a lot, all of this documented process, procedure. Somebody could walk in and, like, how do you do X, Y, Z? Oh, boom! Here's our process.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, everything is formulated. Um, we are what we we're disruptors. Um, uh, there's no question about it. Uh, you know, with what we do, and we don't. I don't. I say this respectfully, but this is a mindset, and 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 I could only hope that everyone else has this mindset, even if you're in the same state that I'm in. You see, Jeff, I believe. I, let me put it this way, in my opinion, okay, to myself, I want every loan in Florida, period. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do everything I can to get every loan in Florida. Um, And I don't, and I say that with all respect to any Florida originator, I hope they feel the same way. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so when we think of it from that perspective, it's no, it's no different than Jordan saying, I never Mm -hmm. lost a game. I just ran out of time. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I I believe I deserve every loan in Florida and I'm going to go at it earning every loan in Florida. So in, in order to do that, I'm building my operational staff. I am always working on process flow. I am disrupting a market in order to achieve my goal because I believe in my heart of heart, my process flow is the best that there is. Now, I don't say that arrogantly because I want to... I want to genuinely extend to any lone originator listening to this. I want you to believe the same thing for you too. Yeah. Okay. And that's okay. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing, which by the way, mortal enemies are critical to the process. Okay. So there's nothing wrong with having a mortal enemy. Maybe I'm a few people's mortal enemies. That's okay. It's fun. Have some fun with it. Make some characters up. And, uh, you know, some originator used to call me for the past two years. Says, I have a dartboard with your picture on it. And I throw <laughs> it every single day. I, see, I love that. I don't take, I don't take any offense to that. It's
0: awesome. Survival of the fittest, baby. And the most adaptable. Um, yes. All right. Before we run out of time, I, I want to make sure for those that this might be a fit for, uh, I know you do some private consulting, uh, perhaps coaching. If, I don't know if that's how you would describe it, but do you want to talk briefly about that?
1: I don't do any coaching. Um, we, we have, uh, we, we consult uh, a few clients, um, okay. you know, for, for, for that right there. It's a very specific thing because, yeah. and, I, and I, I'm always a little cautious about saying this, okay, not everyone, okay, wants to succeed at the highest level and sure. that's okay, okay? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not saying that in any type of way of, of, of an insult of any kind, yeah. we all have our definitions of success. Mm-hmm. And so um, the clients that I took on for consulting are those that really want to go to an extraordinary level. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's where I had some, f- I, I I'm having some fun with that a little bit mm-hmm. and just kind of sharing my process flow and sharing the business development tactics that we have, um, that really do transcend into business and so on. But it really is for that person who wants to be number one in their state. Okay. Yeah. Number one in their region. Um, it's not necessarily because again, everyone has their own, uh, you know, philosophy on success, per se. Sure. We'll say, but I, but I, I will tell you, um, and, and this is, again, uh, not to put a commercial out there, but, you know, I, I get loan originators, they, they call me all the time. And they ask, you know, are, are you looking to put anyone on your team? And, and, and what I have here is I, I do run a, a team structure. I, I don't run a typical branch where, where there's loan officers and they're kind of doing their own independent thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure those loan originators can go to another branch or wherever they are and God bless them. OK, um, for me, we're looking for team members that would want to come on our team and work with our team mm-hmm. because we are a true, a true team structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're always looking for that great talent.
0: Is this just in Florida or other states as well?
1: Oh, oh so it does not have to be in Florida um, mm-hmm. because nice. we are we are we are marching nationally. Um, they can be remote. Uh, that is always uh, an, an open an open door thing there. I mean, that's something that we can always talk about. Um, okay. But we're we're looking for the right human beings. Um, yeah. And it all starts with, of course, a winning mindset.
0: You're looking for the person who wants to be on someone else's dartboard. <laughs> 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 like if that's you and you're listening and that's like your MO, man, you got to go to Tim's uh, website. We'll put a link in the show notes yeah. over there for sure. So, and you'll you know you can contact him directly um, to learn more about that. So, Listen, man, um, we're a little bit beyond the time. So I'm I'm grateful for the extra time you've given me. Thank you so much. This has been a lesson in, obviously, mindset was the big theme about this. Mindset standards, personal work ethic and habits. Uh, and the bottom line truth is, it's like you can be whoever you want to be. You no know? question. You've no question. That. So so congratulations, man, on all your success.
1: Well, I appreciate that. appreciate the opportunity. And thank you for all the listeners, whomever has listened. Um, we appreciate your time.
0: You bet. You bet. And listeners, speaking of you guys and gals, thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode, you know what to do. Please leave us a review, share this with somebody who needs to hear this, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans. You need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you. Everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners. Plus, done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents' butts and seats, Partnering with affiliates, real easy, but that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months and we'll provide that list, upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.